Hey, Gabriel Blake. Hey, Gabriel Jose. I know that this time is not going to be as impactful as the previous one, but where are we today? I am not in my usual spot. I've moved several feet, so... Yeah, but two, you're still... Two recordings in a row. Two recordings in the new spot, so it's becoming a bit, you know, stale by now. <laughs> I'll move back, don't worry. Okay, good. Uh, for me, I'm still in my new place. I haven't moved. Well, but... that's weird. I thought you would have moved again since we last recorded. <laughs> I know. I love moving. I cannot get enough of moving. Um, but yeah, what if it was this week that we are more settled down? This was a surprise pick. After canceling on me for like a month, you texted me and said, Hey, I just watched a movie. Would you watch it so we can talk about it? And I was like, okay. <laughs> That's what happened, even though it's my turn. <laughs> and you said okay, because you didn't know what was coming up. No. So you picked um, All About My Mother by Pedro Almodovar, which I think is the first... I think it's the first movie we exchanged as a gift between the two of us. You gave it to me. Yeah, I did. Yeah, because it was like probably like three months after we met. And you I said that it's like... you gave me a second, a second copy. Because for some reason I have two. I don't know why. Mm, maybe you thought that you lost it and you bought it again? Maybe that's what it was. Or maybe I bought it to give to someone and I forgot. Maybe. Yeah, but if I give it to you, it's because we knew for sure that you didn't have it. And I think oh, that yeah, you say something. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I didn't have it. I know I hadn't seen it, and I didn't have it before you gave it to me. Yeah, and I think that uh, the only thing that I knew about you is that you like cinema, and that you had watched, like, maybe one or two movies by a mother only. I was a big Broken Embraces fan when I met you. I, it's just such a good movie. And uh, <laughs> and the first movie that you and I ever went to see together in a theater was I'm So Excited. So yes, oh my God. I'm an Almodovar fan. <laughs> my God, I have forgotten that part of the story. I think that and I hated Bulbert when I met you. Um, I have so... forgotten that. I have forgotten that. But you changed your mind about Bulbert. Yeah. So, and I, but now I, Pain and Glory, I think is one of the best films of the last 20 years. 20 years? That's... I mean, besides Avatar 2, yeah. <laughs> I thought that is like, Tar, maybe, but sure. Yeah. Uh, Tar didn't win any awards. Tar wasn't very good. <laughs> I think the Pain and Glory didn't win many either, but well. Um, so, this was my stealth ambush peak so i pick it because i on the sale that they had like the criterion said that they had a couple of months ago i actually bought it i bought like a lot of uh one car movies and i bought all of all about my mother because i didn't have it i think that i had like a dvd in spain but i wanted to have like a copy is that you have been like scaring me a bit more like with the conservation effort and I was like yeah well you know this is like I've a movie scaring you. major corporations should be scaring you <laughs> you have been like just communicating you know like the reason why you are concerned about this um, so I decided to like there is movies that I really like that I feel that they could be like pretty easy to censor is that I should get them and I had the feeling that Almodovar has always been a bit more edgy on the stories that he tells 
you know, so I just feel it's like this could be a movie that is disappearing. So uh, I watch it when I moved to a new apartment, we didn't have internet for two or three days. And what we were doing is like just going over, you know, like DVDs and movies that you never get to that, you know, and we actually watch it. Uh, and then after watching it, I just thought that it's like, hey, I, this was like the first movie that I get to play. And we never really like record about it. So I'm curious to see how well your opinion would be. Excellent. I can't wait to share it with you. I'm starting to get scared, but sure, go ahead. <laughs> what is the movie uh, about? As it was my pick. This was your passive aggressive pick. Um, I guess I'm, <laughs> I'm going to give a synopsis, which at this point, I really do think I've seen the film. This was at least the fourth time in my whole oh, wow. life. Not like recently. Um, how many times do you think you've seen it? So wait a second, when I gifted it to you, had you already watched it before? No. So I saw it once and then we rewatched it together. Yes. And then I think I watched it once with my husband and then this time. So I think this was the fourth time. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. I just mean to say we're both pretty familiar with the plot. Yeah, I may have watched it like seven times or something. Um, I'll ask you later about The Flower of My Secret because you tell me about it every time we talk about this movie and I always forget. Uh, but basically, this, this film follows an Argentine in Spain. Um, she's a, a nurse and she's, she does, she supervises organ transplants um, and she has a child, Esteban, and he is 18 and an aspiring writer and he is chasing after a famous actress to get her autograph when he is hit by a car and he dies. Fun fact, Pedro Almodovar, Pedro Almodovar recreated apparently exactly a car crush scene from a Cassavetes film for that specific scene because he thought it was so impactful. Okay. At least I, mean, I read I that line today. Maybe it's not true, but I liked it. <laughs> okay. Um, so after, after the son's death, his heart is donated to somebody and she ends up quitting her job and move, moving to Barcelona, basically to hunt down the father, but really because she doesn't really have roots. Tell me, you're, she doesn't really know what to do in this town. So she's returning to her old life, which is in Barcelona. Which she seems to have fled, and we, we find out why. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, she actually fled there, but she was saying that it's like, hey, after losing my kid, is that I did the only thing that I know that I knew how to do when I was in this kind of traumatic situation, and I fled again, you know? So I think that she actually had friends there, but it was a bit more of a, I need to leave this. It's like everything is like just killing me right now. And it's like she actually uses like the excuse of going to find like the father or the kid to Barcelona. Which honestly sounds very Argentine. Um, well, but she also said that it's like, I'm still a stranger in this country. I'm an Argentine. That's so weird because they feel so Spanish. <laughs> okay, it doesn't matter. Moving forward, so Manuela goes to Barcelona where she reconnects with a good friend of my, of hers, not of mine, Agrado, <laughs> who is a transgendered sex worker who is so funny, I can barely stand it. In fact, I recorded a video clip today just to send to you, even though 
I know you're saying the, the tempo, the comedy tempo of that I sing is amazing. How like uh, Marisa Paredes is it? How interesting! It's, it's incredible. Um, so she reconnects with Agrado, who is now a whore. That's the word she uses. I respect sex workers as long as they're not women. Um, <laughs> I'm joking because okay. we were joking about misogyny when it came to the last film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so she quickly kind of just integrates into this community where she befriends a young nun uh, played by uh, Christina from uh, yeah. No, I'm joking. Played by um, Penelope Cruz. Uh, she's a young nun who's pregnant and HIV positive. And she doesn't really seem to have anyone she can rely on, even though she has a mom. So she kind of like connects with Manuela and they're each other's support system. Manuela actually tells her her son dies pretty quickly. She also comes to know the actress that the son was chasing when he died. I think her name is... Uh, Uma. Uma Rojo. Uma Rojo. Rojo is like red. a smoke. Yeah, and Yuma is like a feminine for us. Um, and we kind of just get to know these women's lives. Manuela eventually works for the actress, becomes a personal assistant. Um, Penelope Cruz dies in childbirth. And as the film wraps up, we see that Manuela has become a, a parent and has moved in with um, Penelope Cruz's character's parents. Her father has extreme Alzheimer's and doesn't recognize anything what's going on. Um, and her mother actually has a hard time when Manuela introduces her to her ex-husband that ended up giving Penelope Cruz HIV. And it's yeah. there's just a lot of a lot of issues. I, there's a lot to this plot. It's very character. The characters are very flushed out, very fully realized. And so I feel like a lot happens with very few words. Um, it's just a very interesting, rich look at the lives of women and the different struggles they go through. I feel like that's reductive, because it is. This is a very good and impactful film, but that's essentially what it's about. Yeah, no, but you're absolutely right. It's a bit more about, like, you see motherhood, you know, but you also see, like, relationship with other women. You see, like, how partnership like, with other women is going to happen. It's about, like, a film about women. But you yeah, see, like, the actually, theater I'm, relationship, too, you know? Sorry, go ahead. I'm going to butcher who he dedicated this film to, but he, he basically said something really beautiful that was like, this is to mothers, to women, to men who became women, and to everyone who wanted to be a mother. Yeah. And I was like, that's basically every character. Yeah. I had to say, this is my favorite Del Modoar movie. It's like, it's... It moves me every single time. You know, it's like there are like so many scenes. I start like the movie and it's like, I like the character of Esteban. And I like that you actually mentioned of uh, everyone is fleshed out. Everyone. Is that you have like characters that they don't have like too much, like, you know, like screen time, like the kid, like the song. And it's like they only use like two or three scenes and then just like the quotations from the diary about like just blessing out like how he was growing as a kid of a single mother you know and it gives you like a nothing so it's like when he actually dies it's like for me it's like oh wow okay it's believable it's a melodrama it's true you know because it has like a lot of comedy and a lot of drama to it yeah you're right i wouldn't have called this a melodrama but it is 100 like yeah yeah but, but it's I like it's 
I, I was surprised because I thought that what you were telling me, but like, you're making me watch this again. I thought that it's like, oh, that's right. He doesn't like melodramas. Uh, I mean, I do like melodramas. I just like certain melodramas. Like, I get a hard-on over six feet under every season, even the not good ones. That's a soap opera. It's still melodramatic. <laughs> there is a very, very, very little comedy after the first season. Wait, does melodrama have to include comedy? I think you're thinking I of think camp. So. <laughs> I don't think so. Let's. I'm just super fascinated if I don't know the definition of melodrama. I mean, everything is like just super exciting. With exaggerated characters and exciting events intended to appeal to emotion. It doesn't have to have comedy. It's just very exaggerated. Okay, sure. So, a pregnant nun with HIV. I, I feel like that's melodrama. That's, <laughs> the whole genre, the whole definition of melodrama could be Penelope Cruz's character. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I love to yeah, see. So I, I, I was annoyed when you texted me about this. I was like, come on, buddy. We've seen this like five times. And then I was equally annoyed at how much I like this film. <laughs> okay, good. Glad to hear. I, uh, there, I always had the feeling when I'm watching these movies, like all of the scenes are perfect. Yep. All of the scenes are like just there for a purpose. Like when all of the women are in the apartment of, uh, What's her name? Like Cecilia uh, Manuela of Manuela in Barcelona. And it's like this kind of random that it ends up like the conversation of uh, Agrado and Muma, you know? But when they are talking about like sucking dicks. And I just felt it's like this, this feels natural. I, yeah, I mean, it feels really natural. Everything does, which is maybe why it doesn't feel melodramatic to me. Whereas I was like, no, this feels real. <laughs> sure, sure. It's more grounded. Let's just go with that. It's still a bit of a far-fetched kind of thing, you know, but, you know, whatever. Um, one funny thing, now that we talk about, like, why it may feel like so grounded, I was checking, uh, I was checking, like, the extra content of the Criterion edition, and they had an interview when they were like presenting, I don't know if it was like the 20th anniversary of uh, All About My Mother. And he was saying how he came like with one of the best like quotes that he had. That is like, oh, you know, uh, this, uh, my husband, well, the husband of this woman went to Paris. And when he came back, he was basically the same person. Except because he had like, <laughs> he had like bigger teeth than her. And, uh, then it's just like, hey, and we actually had like this bar in the beach, and he would be, well, she would be fucking everything that moved. But the woman is the, she would get like a jealousy feed from the wife if she would look at anyone or talk with anyone. It's like, how can you be, how is it, how can you be machista? How, are you, how can you be like misogynist with such a pair of tits? <laughs> That I feel is that this is an amazing, an amazing one-liner, you know. And he actually said in the interview that that part is like part of the story is actually based in reality. That he actually talked with transgender people, you know, or with people that they actually had like partners that they became transgender, and he actually got that specific story. Oh, interesting. Yep. I like so that. Like, yeah, and he feel like a bit more like from this and just feel more of the world. And it 
I didn't know that, which is amazing after how much we've discussed this film, but it makes total sense that these are real stories because these feel like real women and real, well, like, like I just said, they feel like real stories. Yeah. They are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, some of them. I wouldn't say yeah. like all of it. You know, is that then there is like all of this part about like his love for classic cinema. And that is a hey, if you know all about if he's like the story with the theater part is partially all about if. Yeah, How Manuela I know that I've seen all about you. Did you have me watch that a long time ago? No, but I'm going to. Sure, put it on there. It's my pick for the foreseeable future, so it'll be all about it. doesn't matter. It's like when you are done with that, it's going to be all about if and then musicals, all musicals from the 50s. That's fine, because that's when I'll dive into Bellatar. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, no, no. no did, I feel like maybe you had me watch all about you. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, but is it that part, you know, like the uh, uh, the Raywell called Desire, you know? Yeah. Everything feels there, like, for, for because of his love of the classic. It's like you see, like, the kind of sensibility that uh, that Amorovar has. And uh, somehow, all of this could feel, like, more disjointed. Every single time that I think about this movie, I feel it's like, oh, there is a lot. But it comes together, like, so well that it just makes me think that it's like, look, Alejandro González Iñárritu, you could learn from this. With all of your multiple stories, is that it can be even more interconnected and just like land it better. And I, I really like Iñárritu. Does long shots, so they compensate. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's harder. Uh, but, uh, and I really like, once again, I like Iñárritu, but I just feel like this is a perfect kind of a script for having like all of these stories and all of them like just feeling powerful. I love when Penelope Cruz sees his father, sees her father, you know, at the end with the love. It's like super sweet, you know. For the square. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the small square. Yeah, yeah. They see the dog. <laughs> this dog goes who goes with 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 anyone. Sapik? Sapik. Yeah, Sapik. Yeah, super cute man. Uh and I love like the architecture. That's something that, and we had discussed this when we was like parallel mothers and the likes. It gets to a point that he loves to do interior design. It's like he doesn't try to be like realistic about it. He's like, I like this house, and you're going to like it too. So just deal with it, you know. Like a retire. I like the idea of a hey, this nurse that is living in a very nice house in Madrid. Is I see actually randomly moves into Barcelona, and. Into she like a like, mansion. I was gonna text you and be like, "Can I afford this place in Barcelona?" No, you can't. Okay. But you can't. I can't. No one can. You know, because I don't remember even like in what neighborhood they were. But I think that they were saying a bit more is that, hey, this is like the house of a whore, and even like the house of a grotto that I think that they only saw like once or twice. Is like that's pretty nice for a sex worker, honestly. There's some like, I wanted to, I mean, I know this isn't pure reality, but like at some point Agrado is talking about how she has to work because she has no money, but as a sex worker, she has to stay up on all the modern surgeries. And I was like, wait, can you just afford surgeries in Spain? That sounds amazing. Yeah. 
uh, so it's true. There is like that melodramatic aspect of don't think too much about it. You know, it's that that's just 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 roll with it. But it's that it's such an enjoyable ride that every single time that I watch it, is like I just fall in love with this movie again. I think maybe this this doesn't bother me because the melodrama serves a purpose and we're really supposed to consider these women and their struggles and just who they are whereas I'm sorry I'm picking on Kinte Cantona but I'm thinking that's the last melodrama you liked and I didn't and you've shown it to other Spanish speakers or people from Spanish speaking countries and they haven't had a problem with it and I, I don't know that it served or the purpose that the melodrama served in that, I didn't care for the outcome. And maybe that's why I'm okay with it all about my mother, because I think I got exactly what Almodovar wanted me to get out of it. No, that may be it, man. I, I'm also, I had to say that Quinta Cantara is a smaller movie compared with this, is that this is like, like plenty of characters, all of them like just having like, problems, you know, and dealing with them in a way that, I don't know, it just feels more complete to me. It's like the other one is like a story about mothers, mothers and daughters, you know, and about like how they betray or how do they use each other. Yeah. Another thing about it is that there is like a bit of an overlap on the topics. And the of identity. the two films? Yeah. I couldn't tell you because I don't remember Kinti Kentara. Besides, it's basically Madonna living in an abandoned mansion in Spain, right? Uh, with amnesia, yeah. No, it's yeah. not an abandoned mansion. It's like it's by the beach. Like it's isolated amnesia. is what I meant. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I remember like when this movie like came out, uh, all about my mother. Uh, everyone was like super impressed with uh, Antonia San Juan, the Grado. I actually saw her in an interview, uh, like a couple of like four years, five years later. But I was like present for like the interview for a program, for a radio program. Oh, wow. And it's like, yeah, yeah, I saw it and I was like, oh. You were starstruck? I, I mean, it's, you know, it was like I the first time. Yeah, yeah, it was like the first time that I saw like someone famous and especially like being from one of my favorite movies. So it was like, oh my God. And she's, she has like the same kind of uh, charisma in person. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, she doesn't have like the same kind of a uh, very snappy, you know, like dialogue, like I'm back and forth. But it's like she has like the same kind of tone and attitude that I really like. I love when celebrities seem to be the people they want me to think they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so it's nice. Uh, should we go over the Not questions? celebrities, people I admire. Is yeah, yeah. Oh, well, before we go over the questions, what I was going to say is like uh, Antonio San Juan was like a bit of a revelation. About, like, oh, she's hilarious, she's great. One thing that is bizarre, and is like probably something that like, hasn't aged well at all, is that the guy, well, the, the actor that makes the role of uh, Manuela ex husband, Esteban. Sorry, I was just Googling what she looks like today. So what about what about Esteban, the senior? Est yeah, Esteban Senior is like he's an actor. I think that he's called uh, Tony Canto. Mm -hmm. He's he's bad. He's a bad actor. Let's just leave it like that. Uh, yeah, it so it was almost like he wanted just to paint. He used a bad actor to show somebody that was struggling to become the woman they wanted to be, almost. Yeah. 
I was like, he's is just, this intentional? Because just get rid of this. Yeah, it's just it's just weird. It's like a weird cast, and people were like a bit surprised into it when all of the female actresses here are like so amazing. It's like why why did you pick this guy that I think that he was popular because he was doing like a TV show back then. Maybe he can only spot talent in women. And he's like blind to male talent. And so he's like, that one's good. <laughs> Maybe, dude, but it just it just feels weird. It's like by nowadays standard. It's just strange. And I have the feeling, maybe I'm making this part up, but I have the feeling that he became like a, a politician. A what? A politician. Yeah, he became a politician. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, like a bit more conservative politician. So it's strange. Everything is like strange about the guy. It's like people felt weird about him. But yeah. Understandably so, it sounds like. He was a closet conservative pretending to be a trans woman. <laughs> yeah. It's a weird cast when you see where his life took him. Um, but yeah, should we go for the questions? Yes, please. Uh, will you watch it yet one more time? Probably in six months when you pick it again for the podcast. <laughs> yes, that Honestly, would what... Well, the thing is, like, I... Uh... When I told you like let's watch it, then I was like terrified that I had already that we had already recorded about it. I we did, but before we started recording, like we discussed it at one of our bars. No, that may be true. Probably I should have forced you to watch it then. Because I think that I watched it with my I like Almodovar. I feel like somehow I've come across as somebody who hates him. I even liked Broken Embraces. (laughs) Dude, that movie's bad. That movie is not good whatsoever. Uh, would you recommend All About My Mother? Oh, by the way, I will watch All About My Mother again tomorrow. I, I'm aware. I, okay. <laughs> just say, just say. Um, what was the question we're answering? Would you recommend All About My Mother? Yes. Could you recommend it to your family? I, my grandmas are just dropping left and right, so there's only one left. Um, the ones that died, I would not. The one that's alive, yes. And that's why I was hesitating, because there is some nuance with this. Even though it's not offensive, just the, like the pregnant nun with HIV and the trans, like people, my Idaho family is... Yeah. Well, I mean, you know that I'm not over realized this kind of the underbelly of society stories. So... And we like the, the that like the underbellies of society. That's true. Uh, I would definitely recommend it, you know, and even to my parents. My parents, they are used to a motor, so is that they wouldn't feel like shock or anything. I'm pretty sure that they watch it. Um, would you remember? Did you remember it from the last time? No. In fact, as I was pulling it up, I was like, Penelope Cruz is in this? <laughs> I had to say, when I watched this movie, I also thought that it's like Penelope Cruz is not the best of this movie she's okay i mean she's as good as she gets she's okay but then you watch Bolver, and i respect so good in frida though okay and i'm big christina barcelona but Bolver, she's really good in Bolver. i really respect frida frida she was not in frida that was salma hayek i was joking 
Oh, it's, okay. Uh, I wasn't sure. I didn't watch it. It's like maybe she got a secondary role, or maybe he's just being racist. Yeah, there was guess that. What? One. <laughs> <laughs> guess what? Guess what? But no, I just felt that, and now like rewatching it again, it's like, yeah. I mean, I think that he's trying like really hard to just play the role of I'm a nun, you know. I have to be like a bit more calm and collective when involved is a bit more of an explosion. Yeah, I would... No, you're completely right. I guess I just really appreciated the fact when her mom comes to visit her, I thought that was a very touching scene. And so that kind of made her lackluster performance okay. But you're right. Like, when she's resting her head in the cab and she's like, will you come with me to the hospital? I just want to see the square. It's like a sad puppy. It's like a sad puppy, the whole movie. Um, But yeah, I definitely remember a lot of it. And it's a movie that a lot happens in it. A lot. Um, How long is it? Do you remember? I don't think I even looked because I didn't ever need to. 104 minutes. The US cut is 101 minutes. I wonder what three minutes we found so <laughs> offensive. We were like, no, that nun does not have HIV. <laughs> <laughs> she just died of complications. She's pregnant, that's, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is there anything artistic about it? Yeah, it's it's funny now that you say that. When you were talking about Amadovar being an interior designer, I was like, well, the film he just did with Tilda Swinton was basically just a room he decorated and asked Tilda Swinton to talk on a phone in, so... <laughs> yeah. And yeah, and just from that, and like the dresses that she actually wears. Yeah. There's a lot that's artistic. You can tell, we haven't talked about it in a while, but we talked about uh, world building. He builds worlds visually like no one, well, like yeah. the best directors. I won't say it's like a completely unique thing to him, but everything is so perfect. There's a there's a scene where she's walking in front of an advertisement that's dots and then somebody's mouth. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say that it's like that that is one of the most iconic scenes. It's so beautiful. It looks like yeah. a Criterion Collection ad. <laughs> well, I think that that's exactly like the cover in a bit more of an abstract way, but it's like that's like the kind of I would I would frame that frame. You yeah, know, I would just print and put oh, it this and gorgeous, like gigantic, you know, but it's like he's that is scene is incredible, you know, about like how beautiful it is. But he has like a lot of those scenes. It's like I just a lot. I would say, I would say now that you were saying about like how aesthetically or artistically strong he is, I'm thinking right now, I'm thinking right now that he may be like a more grounded in reality was Anderson. I was literally just gonna say that. I was gonna say I would so Almodovar has the restraint. Yeah. that I wish Wes Anderson had because with that restraint you can do so much more it's what Almodovar does in his films and it's it's a really strong skill but he uses it better than most directors yeah 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 but it's like he still lets himself like go wild you know like the interior design is like Dude, this makes no sense you know but it's like it's cool it looks cool you know in exteriors he that scene is amazing you know but everything else on exteriors is like just properly designed is what i was telling to uh to my boyfriend about like hey, it's bizarre like some of the outdoors stuff that they're doing when they go to look for nina i think that is her name like that she's buying drugs and let's go to this kind of macro 
party, not not micro party, but you see like an area where there's like ton of kids like just drinking on the street. But you also see like the uh, underbelly of when she goes to look for a grotto, you know, and you have like all of the cars like just driving around. And it's like <laughs> super cool. I mean, it's not really realistic, you know. It's like those things happen, you know, like sex workers in the middle of nowhere, but not like this. I have not yet been to Spain, and I will say that Almodovar is really skewing my expectations. <laughs> there better be like drug addict trans people that are charming and witty everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that's what we are. Um, but yeah, it's, I think that probably is like his most artistic movie. In a good balance, you know, it's like well, very social, like pretty artistic. Broken Embrace is pretty artistic too, you know, but I think that this one he's like a good balance i would change that word to stylized and i agree sure. with you yeah. yeah yeah that's fair uh so is all about my mother a timeless piece yeah it's interesting um i didn't realize this movie didn't come out till 1999 it feels a little bit older to me not because there's anything like wrong or quote unquote old about the film but it just feels like such a timeless story this could have been in the 60s it could have been in the 90s it could have been in the 2050s um totally timeless yeah no i agree i agree i mean the only thing that is maybe like a how do you say like a condition here is that it builds quote unquote on top of all about if but not that it matters that much you know. But even if you took all about all the references to all about Eve out, it's strong on its own. Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely doesn't require it. You know, I mean, you have like the idea of uh, transgenders, HIV, you know, but anything like from late eighties, it could have been like any year. It could have been last year. Yeah, I agree. For example, is that maybe Tony Canto Esteban Esteban Senior? would have like a Facebook page and it would be like easier to find but beyond that <laughs> everything's the same uh, would you turn all about my mother into a TV show? honestly if Almodovar was on board as the showrunner and he wanted to make 10 hours of this probably yeah Yeah, I mean I I would eat this shit you know like I would completely, it's not yeah. my sort of thing yeah, but I, I'm not completely sure how they would play it out. But there is like so many characters that is like I would say that maybe like a ten episode miniseries, similar to Six Feet Under, but even better. That's not okay to say, but whatever. <laughs> um, I mean, just honestly, I would be down to see more female relationships in any form. Just show me more of the same, and I will sit there for ten hours and watch it. Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, that's completely fair. Could this movie have been a short? No, absolutely not. I mean, it's a short film, but it needs every minute. I don't think there's a minute that's just extra or superfluous at all. I love that for this movie, they went to Galicia just for shooting one scene. That I just said, dude. <laughs> You did that. It's like, I know that hospital. It looks like that. You went there only for that scene. I mean, that's dedication to your craft. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. Uh, and I agree with you. It's like this couldn't have been a short. It's just exactly the length of what is needed. Uh, 
do you think that this movie could have been better? I'm not. I'm gonna say no. Again, nothing. Nothing stands out, and I would worry that messing with this would ruin it. Yeah. A part of me would like to have more time with these characters, but also at the same time, it's like I don't know what else he could have given me because it's like as we were saying, is that they are flesh out. Is that everything is flesh out here? So more time with Nina is like ah. Uh, no, I, I already got enough. More time with Thuma. Is that probably not? Yeah, it's interesting because I feel like I got enough and also I understand you saying I want to spend more time with them, but maybe he left us wanting more and that's the most powerful thing you can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They left us wanting more, but at the same time, it's like he gave us like a full yeah. menu. It's not dissatisfying, unsatisfying in any way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so... It's interesting. It's like I it's one of those movies that I think that I want more because I like it a lot. We had a couple of other like ones that we said that is like, hey, I want to hear more about these characters, but not because I didn't have enough, it's just because I loved it. Yeah, so I agree. Cool. Uh we score it? We should. This was your pick, your sneaky, sneaky pick. Um <laughs> So you have to score it first? Yeah, I score first. I don't know, man. We're out of, I'm out of practice scoring films. I'm going to give this a 9.5. What? I, for me, it's a 9.5, too. I debated between a 9.5 and a 10. I mean, it's I almost perfect for me. This is the sort of film that in six months I'm going to be like, what? I didn't give all about my mother a 10, but it's no love and true, so... Okay, thankfully, thankfully there is only one aventura. It's not three hours. Come on, this is a selling point, you know. But it's like it's, I don't know. It feels like such a such a bliss, such an enjoyment from the first movie. You know, even like the dramatic parts. It's so easy to watch. Maybe I don't give it the ten because of how I dislike Tony Canto. You know, Esteban Senior, that is like this breaks like a bit of a like pulling me away, like knowing yeah. who this person is, who this actor, what other stuff they did. And it's like, eh, it's like a sore thumb. Everyone else feels like so natural on what they're doing. And but nowadays, the standard is that you would expect to see a transgender on that role. Is that like he went for a transgender with Lagrado? Is that like why he didn't go with another transgender for this? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe he was the studio had a contractual obligation. Well, okay. Yeah. Come on, no, super happy to hear that you like it that much. I was a bit concerned. I, did, I, I was particularly struck with how much I liked it because I, I happily watch any movie you pick, but I, I didn't necessarily want to sit down and rewatch this one again. But once it started, I was like, oh god, yeah, this is good. <laughs> okay, so what are we watching next? Boy, do I have a film for you, Jose. <laughs> <laughs> because usually before we start recording, we share with each other what we're going to be like watching this, but you didn't this time. I didn't. Um, and the reason being is I know nothing about this film beyond its name and a very, very uh, high recommendation from Almodovar himself. I subscribe to the Criterion channel, not sponsored, and I got an email from them today. The subject line was Rediscoveries and Restorations on the Criterion channel. Mm -hmm. Four movies down, 
It's it says a delirious cult classic. Experience the vampiric, cinephilic underworld freakout that Pedro Almodovar calls an absolute modern classic. This film is called Erebato. It's from 1979 from Spain, and it's a horror film, and it's, it stars an actress you know of. It's Julia Roach. Yeah. So thanks, Criterion Channel, for this email because we're watching it. <laughs> I'm excited. I mean, it's funny because uh, I have a friend here in Chicago that he loves horror films, and he always brings up like horror films from the 70s from Spain, and I have never heard of any. I'm a bit more like I had the feeling that I'm pretty oblivious to a period of time of cinema in Spain. So I'm super excited to watch this. I can't wait to introduce you to this film. <laughs> <laughs> I introduce yourself to it too. Let's be honest. I didn't even read a synopsis. I don't know. I know nothing about this besides Almodovar called it perfect. Or no? Well, no, 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 no. There's no cut apart. Absolute classic. That's what he said. Modern classic from '78 or '79. An absolute modern classic. Yep. Wow. Okay. Uh, looking forward to it. Uh, anything else to say about All About My Mother? It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to admit it, but it's really, really good. Cool. Super happy to hear that. Uh, and to all of those people out there, thank you so much for putting up with us. Sorry that we're a bit out of practice. We're like back, getting back on the wagon. But we're back anything on the else? saddle. Back in the saddle. <laughs> exactly. Uh, anything else? Just wash your hands. Okay. Bye.